So after moving away from our last Airbnb that was across the street from a construction site, our new Airbnb is directly behind us has a construction site. So yeah, there may be some hammering, there may be some noises, but yeah, we're going to we're going to muscle through this and we're going to give you an episode about digital nomad visas. Welcome to From Someplace New, the long-term travel podcast where Karen Bernhardt and John Sumple discuss their hows and whys, lows and highs, and lessons learned while living abroad. Welcome to episode 34 of From Someplace New. I'm John Sumple. I'm Karen Bernhardt. And yeah, so the rapping in the background, the the hammering pipes, we'll just deal with it. Not much we can do. Edinburgh is constructing, which yeah. is a good thing. There's yeah. There are projects going on. They're banging and shuffling and hammering and... Yeah. It's the backdrop of this of this day's podcast. There we go. So that yeah, instead of nice, you know, melodic music in the background, we get to hear the rap, 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 tap, 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 bang, bang, bang. Yeah. So it's creating a lovely chorus for us to um to speak over speak over. So we just need to keep talking, possible. talking, talking so that wipes out the background noise and you don't hear it. But this is real life. This so is real it, life. This is okay. These yeah. things are happening around us. Would be nice to have a soundproof room to travel with, but you know that's just not an option. Wow, that would be really interesting for you to uh, carry try, a room. Yeah, yeah, to have a separate separate luggage for your your what a, a true podcast station. Yeah, carry it an inflatable podcast station. Fantastic. It it goes down into a, a backpack, and then okay. when you're ready to work, you blow it up, and you're in this soundproof room. Does this exist, or yeah, are you creating product. it? New okay. product idea. Nice. Stay tuned, folks. Yeah. No, this week's episode is really cool because this is something that has been, we mentioned it before, but is gaining more and more awareness because it appears that more and more people are not going back to work anytime soon, uh, working remotely. And it's as a result of that, there's no end in sight as to when the we'll be back to normal or what the new normal is going to look like. So there is more discussion around work from anywhere. Yeah, so what we're learning is there are a handful of countries that are introducing digital nomad visas. So they are working toward creating incentives for people, specifically remote workers, to come and stay with them, typically up to a year, and, you know, immerse themselves in that uh, local regional area. Yeah, it's kind of a cool thing, remote working visas. Yeah, but before we get into that, Yes. What's the best thing that happened to you last week? I'm going with a smooth move, smooth move, sir, smooth transition to our current apartment. Yeah. Um, I would have expected it to be fairly uh, non-dramatic because it was just an adjacent neighborhood, uh, second place here in Edinburgh. But anytime a move is as effortless as this was, I'm, I'm grateful. It's a great apartment. We got all ourselves, well, we've been doing this enough now. It's it's getting settled, happens pretty quickly, I would say. It's, you know, bringing in our bags and kind of figuring things out and where the outlets are and what we have to work with in the kitchen, et cetera. But um, it's a great place. And um, I'm just, yeah, 
happy that that happened and we're here now. Yeah, I think this is like the 16th or 17th place that we've lived in since we've been traveling. So yeah, we've transitioned quite a few times. Yeah. As they say, it's not our first rodeo as if you're supposed to be so good at a rodeo with your right. second rodeo. Yeah. I saw some meme only, about I've that the other day. One. Right. I'm really good at and it. And now you're an expert yeah. at it, but yeah, this isn't our first, uh, uh, onward travel, uh, accommodation move. Yeah. Right. No, we're good at we're good at it. Yeah, it's not it's not something that uh, gets in our way. Yeah, and what about you, John? For what me, was the big highlight for you pa- this past well, week? Well, the big highlight was getting my haircut, seeing my buddy Alex. Oh, buddy Alex! Having yes. a chance to chat with him a little bit. He and what's said new with he him? was very honored uh, that we spent as much time as we did talking about his story. He really, really appreciated it. Didn't think his you know his personal story could potentially have that big of an impact on other people's lives, but it. It, you know, when you hear more people who have done it, it gives you the uh, insight and possibly the motivation or inspiration to kind of look into it for yourself. So, yeah, we were happy to share that. But while I was getting my haircut, we talked a little bit about, well, things to do. And he talked a little bit about his hometown, Carlisle, which is just south of the Scotland-England border. And uh, we decided, well, let's head on down there. He recommended the Lake District as well. And we went down to the Lake District through Carlisle over the weekend, and it was pretty nice, despite the crappy weather. The weather was challenging, but honestly, we've had such good weather with our with our road trips the last four. Is this the fifth time that we've run in a car? I think it's the fourth time. Yeah, so very, very grateful for all the good weather we've had. So, yeah, it was the weather was not um, as as appealing. But we a couple drizzles with it. here yeah. and there, but nothing yeah, couple, wasn't yeah. horrendous. It just no, was cloudy. We were able to still get out and about and, um, you know, doing so safely with our mask and sanitizing left and right. But, uh, yeah, again, just just so glad to get on the road and, and see what we can during these uh, challenging COVID times. But highly recommend anybody who's planning a trip to Great Britain. Uh, the UK is to check out the Lake Region. I think it's the Lake Region. The uh, Lake Region. Yes. Okay. No, I'm sorry. The dis- Lake District. Uh, yes. The officially district. district. Yes. And there's numerous lakes, numerous little lake towns, uh, older towns too that has anything from uh, a couple of uh, buildings and restaurants and stores to a hustle bustle small town city vibe, a little bit ancient. I don't want to say ancient, but medievalish. Some of them have a little bit of that vibe to it too. Kind of mix. Yeah, so very cool. Yeah, we yeah, really, really up. enjoyed it. Nice. But let's transition a little bit from there into the whole COVID update, because what we noticed down there is much less restrictions compared well, to what we had been experiencing up here in Edinburgh. And and it went into our decision making as to what we might be able Correct. to do this past weekend because of that less less restrictions. Yeah, we're in the central belt here in Scotland which kind of goes from the West Coast to the East Coast and includes Glasgow and, and Edinburgh. And uh, the restrictions we talked about last week, that uh, everything pretty much closes at 6 o'clock, bars and restaurants aren't open, food service is takeaway only after 6 o'clock. So a lot of limitations. But down there, nothing was limited. And, I, and that's because of the region. There are areas within England which are worse off than we are right. here in Edinburgh. Manchester, for example. Yeah, Manchester, Liverpool. Yeah, their situations are, uh, they're, I guess, tier three scenarios. I know that Liverpool is. Manchester is on the verge of a tier three, which is something that was announced last. I'm not going to get into the whole England lockdown protocol, uh, but it's just suffice to say that things are getting worse 
And today, Wales is potentially going on a full lockdown for two weeks. And we just learned about Northern Ireland as well for four weeks. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Schools closing, yeah. all of that. So, so we, here just we are. a little sobering thought too that we we were uh, we were on our way back this morning from uh, our little trip, and uh, we were listening to the radio talk show radio, and they did have BBC, yeah, yeah. BBC Four, and they had a, a call in where people could call into the show and talk a little bit about how this has been affecting them personally, and we got an earful of people who were saying this is really having an impact on me, both from a financial perspective, my business is ruined. Uh, you know, there's an emotional and also a mental, a mental health, health impact. impact. Yes. Yeah. So it was sobering. And Not it, that we weren't aware of it. Of course we are. But just having a concentrated time hearing, you know, people calling in. the details and the, of their the, stories. The, right. And the details around them, what, what they're going through and just encapsulated that way while we were just, you know, passively listening in the car. It was, yeah, we had quite a few moments where we were just, you know, looking at each other and sharing with each other that, wow, this is, this is really tough. And again, we're extremely grateful for a steady income and the opportunity to, you know, do some exploring safely, carefully on the weekends, certain evenings. But uh, yeah, these are, these are, I hate to use all those terms that are bandied about extraordinary times and unparalleled times and all that but it it really is and there are people behind these times mm -hmm. you know there are people that are going through some really really tough things so we just wanted to yeah just acknowledge that and we're grateful for our situation but we also feel good about the fact that we are able to contribute to the local economy we are able to you know the money the income that we're making our disposable income is going towards businesses that could benefit from having right, we're revenue. We're happy to support that so any way we can. Definitely more interested in supporting local businesses versus chains and stuff like that. Absolutely. Okay, so let's get into moving into digital visas. Digital visas. Okay. I want to do a shout out though to this uh it's a website as well as a Facebook page, which was how did we find it? Was it introduced to us, but somehow No, it was through a search. I joined the Facebook group when we were in in Argentina, Argentina. And it mm -hmm. was an awesome, awesome resource. So as we get into just a few little bit of details and some highlights of what goes on with these uh, digital visas and the new ones being introduced, Travel Off Path Community. Mm -hmm. On Facebook. It? Yes, on Facebook. It's a great group, public group, almost 6,000 members right now. Awesome. Yeah, and it was only around, I think, eight or 900 when we first joined. Was it that low? Yeah, I think and so. And it's built it's up this really, quick. Yeah, it's oh, taken off. Oh my on. goodness. Yeah. Well, like they say, we are your headquarters for COVID travel advice and information, country reopening news, and navigating through this crazy travel environment. Right. And the website so, is travelloffpath.com. Yeah, travelloffpath.com. And then they have COVID specific resources that are, you know, obviously especially helpful right now. But a great resource in general. Yeah, highly recommend it. We used it to help plan our trip from Argentina to here. And we also engaged with several people on that uh, Travel Off Path yeah. Facebook page. And that was how we connected with the land travel agency that we or the, the transport company that we worked with was through putting out on uh, the Travel Off Path community. Hey, does anybody know of anybody who was able to get from Bariloche to Buenos Aires to the airport? And somebody said, I know somebody, and they put me in touch with that individual. We had a conversation. She gave me their information, and that's how we secured. So great awesome. resource, super yeah. resource. Very yeah. the, the community is awesome because everybody is helping each other out. 
And there, you know, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of repetitive questions in there because I think people are just looking for answers. But the website, if you go to the website, you'll see a ton of information specific to countries that are open, uh, countries that are accepting U.S. passports, countries that are uh, accepting these these visas uh, or allowing for these visas. And that's really what we want to focus on uh, this week. Yeah. So do we want to just talk about real quickly the the initial list? And again, we'll we'll, we'll give a link to the, the, specific yeah, article to the specific article on the digital yeah visas, digital nomad visas. So I, I mean, do, are we assuming most people understand the concept just that it's no, really what it is, a what permit the, to live and work in a foreign country. Yeah. And it, it, they're usually for one year. And really mm-hmm. what they're trying to do is encourage people who have the ability to work remotely that you can do it anywhere. Come on and visit our country. Spend your dollars here. For a bit. Yeah. So they're really appealing to, you know, people all over the world who have disposable income, come and spend it in our country. So inject if, some dollars into the economy, obviously. Yeah. And if them. you if you don't have to be somewhere specific, come here and we, you know, so they're encouraging the opportunity for it to be a year long stay. And some of them allow for uh, renewals of that. Not all of them do, but some of them do. But there's there's conditions that vary from country to country. The right. costs vary. Which we there's can't get a whole into all bunch of, that. of it. Yeah. yeah, on this podcast, that's why we definitely want to direct you to the uh, the link, the specific post. But yeah, like John said, there's there's different upfront costs. There's uh, some of them have uh, some of them you have to prove income, whether it's monthly or for the term that you're there. That might make it. Not as uh, appealing, depending on on the details. Yeah, you have to analyze each one of them, uh, you know, based on what, you know, so some of the countries are high cost of living countries. Other ones are much, much lower. Uh, In fact, one of them is one of the lowest cost in the world, but not a, uh, you know, a country that you would think of like, oh, I wouldn't want to go there. You might not have it on your list of top 10 travel destinations, but... We've done some research into it, and we'll get into it in a minute, and it is, it is appealing. Okay, so right now the countries are Barbados, Bermuda, Anguilla, and I did have to look that up. Anguilla, did not know how to say that, but those obviously are three Caribbean nations, islands. And then we also have Estonia, which interestingly, they've been doing something like this since 2014. Mm-hmm. However, they've made something more official, introduced a a more formal program in August. So interestingly, too, Estonia being the only European country on the list. Mm -hmm. And then we also have Dubai Mm -hmm. and we have Georgia. And this is not Georgia, United States. Most of you probably know Georgia as a country that borders Russia. Right. And uh, yeah, Turkey, so those Russia and Turkey. Mm-hmm, so those are the six right now that have officially structurally officially introduced digital nomad visa programs. And there's two that have kind of partial right. or, or waiting final sanctions, and that's Aruba and Croatia. Croatia being oh, one that Croatia. a lot of people are saying, oh, this is going to be the hot spot. The perfect package is what yeah. they're saying when when that gets uh, finalized, and they're hoping, I think, in the spring, spring of 2021, to be able to uh, talk more about that. So these are official and legal yes. visas. These yes. are not things that are that you have to do research and figure out how to do, you know, how am I going to get there for a year? These are specifically targeted to people who can work remotely and uh, have the ability to um, stay there for a year, up to a year if they want to. So they're they're targeting and saying, yes, we are making this available to a specific audience, the ones who have the ability to travel. 
And as we've talked about in prior episodes, even going back a few months, there's never been a better time than right now to pursue these type of visas because, well, I guess the first thing would be, it would have to be a destination that you want to want to go to. It has to fit all your personal Let's look at that first. Obviously very different um, environments. If we're talking about Caribbean islands versus something like Estonia, Estonia, long, cold winters. Right. So again, cultural, seasonal, just the whole, that whole thing. I know a lot of people are wondering right now, too, what about Southeast Asia? What's going on with them? They've been in tight lockdown, a lot of those, uh, those islands and uh, areas in, the, in Southeast Asia. And there's, there's talk that they may roll out some nice pro- uh, programs as well yeah. to keep an eye on them. So, you know, Vietnam, Thailand, Cambodia. So uh, we'll let you know as as soon as we learn anything about that. But I know a lot of people would be very, very interested. Well, and also it's been tough because nomads that were already there had to get out, mm-hmm. you know, so they're kind of curious when, when they can return to those areas. So the, the, the appealing thing about this is that governments are recognizing that this is a the gig economy. People working remotely is a big deal. Right. And it's a trend that's not going to go away not anytime going soon. Away. Exactly. It's only, there's only going to be more and more countries that will offer something like this. So, and, you know, we were talking about some of the things you have to consider. Other things include like Internet is very important. Right. The infrastructure. Infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So with some of these countries, is the Internet going to be really, really good? Estonia, is it? Georgia, yeah. really, really good. Right. The islands? Anguilla? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not, not. That's not a small good. island. Yeah. And a little bit it has to do with that uh, island mentality is that, well, we'll get yeah. to it. We'll That's get to part it. of it, It'll, too. If yeah. you have a service issue, yeah, how Might quickly will you get help? overnight. Right. So, yeah, the last thing you're going to need to deal with is having service out. And also another consideration for the islands is during the uh, summer and oh, fall months is hurricanes. the hurricane season. So do you want to be there during the time when there's potential for a, uh, you know, a blackout and not having access to, you know, electricity or internet for an extended period of time. Sure. But that's language, not to say oh, you know, language, language is a big is, thing, too. Yeah, because a lot of people uh, might not be willing to take on the, uh, the language barrier in, say, Georgia, you know, but one or thing, in the Middle East. But one thing I would encourage Dubai. anybody who would, is thinking about this is that there is going to be a large pocket of people who are doing this there. Yes. They're, they're already doing it. That's and true. Once so you you'll find, find your them, community there. That's good. Good point. And there's a lot of places that, you know, the work, uh, shared workspaces that almost every major city that we've been to, even some of the smaller cities have shared workspaces. This already is existing. Yeah. And we would expect that to just be beefed up to cater to this growing remote working. And the digital nomad, when you think about it, a lot of people think about them as these are all Instagrammers doing their blogs, their travel blogs and stuff no. like that. No, 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 no. This mm-hmm. is not just that. There, There is a portion people of like that. People like us. People like us, but in the tech industry in particular, a lot of the, the digital positions, uh, you know, IT positions are being handled that way too. So there's there's quite a bit, and there's a robust infrastructure in Estonia because it's been happening for a long time. Georgia right. has a very robust, uh, you know, IT presence and uh, infrastructure specifically and of for Dubai it would be intensely, yeah. yeah so these are all there. things that another way to look at it too is that if I go there, 
I then am that much closer to some other places that I might want to visit. That's true. What are you adjacent to? What will become available to you because of, yeah, where you are geographically. And so you go and get your digital nomad visa for a year. And then it, since you are a digital nomad, you can pop over to another country right. for a month or up to and three months and just use the tourist visa. And during this time that you've been at this place for a year, hopefully things have shifted and we have better protocols around COVID, potentially vaccine. I know that's a People feel differently about that, but I'm just saying hopefully there'll be uh, a lot of things opening up and shifting for us as far as just in general travel and movement and options. And this is not just a trend that is happening now because of the COVID scenario. It is a trend that has been happening anyway. Right. This is just accelerated. It. Exactly. This was kind of a catalyst for what was already, yeah, already building. There's some considerations that you would want to look at, for example, Let's just go through them one by one. Barbados, there's a cost to go to for that. $2,000 for the individual or $3,000 for a couple. It's for one year and you have to prove a $50,000 per year income. Right. And that, that could be a sticky wicket yeah. so, for some people. I, I was kind of surprised to, to read that as well. But for other people, maybe that's not an issue. Yeah, well, they're, you know, the concern with any country is they don't want people to come over there and live off of their infrastructure. Right. So they have to know that you're, you you have an income and the income is going to be moving into our economy. So that's a big part of it. So Bermuda, the cost for theirs is only $263. Again, these are all for one year. Right. So the cost for Bermuda's is 263 and you don't have to prove a specific number, but they want to know that you have enough income to support your time there. Right. Yeah. Like you said before, that you're, you can support yourself and you're not uh, going to be a drain. So, but now the challenge in Bermuda... It's one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive Cost economy in the world. Yes. <laughs> right. So there is that. So it's like, okay, you don't have to prove your income, but uh, cheap to get there, two hundred sixty-three dollars for the visa, but it's very expensive to to live there. So that's that's a that's definitely something that you would have to consider. Right. So costly there, but also bouncing back to a pro for them is the accessibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, flights, especially for the know, U.S. For various, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. U.S. and other countries. So. That can be, uh, that could nudge it to the top of your list. Yeah. Anguilla, again, I had never heard of this island. So $2,000 to get in. Uh, again, like you said, most always these are one year and they did not, this site did not have any details as far as any income right. they, to prove. They don't, I don't think they have one. Sounds like it might not be an issue that way, but a very small um, island. Right. I think it's only like 15,000 people. Some people might want that. Yeah, let me yeah, stick my toes perfect. in the sand and not be Our bothered and vibe. work for Bring a little it. bit and chill. But now let's move over to Europe. Yeah, Estonia, only 100 euros nice. cost for, for one year. And you only, and you only you have to prove that you are making 3,500 euros per month. So that's kind of a mid-range as far as yeah, and, what we're finding. And, and that's and, and a big audience there is the tech audience, the IT audience, yeah, the sure. digital audience. There, There's a huge community that's already there, and they're just encouraging more of them to come over. Mm-hmm. And like we mentioned before, this is the only European Union country on the list right now. And the value of that is that you get into Estonia and part of the EU, you can travel to any other European Union country while you're there on that visa. Sure. So you get that for a year, but you can... Schengen then, right? Estonians and Schengen country, yeah. However, I I would be remiss not to mention that the winters will be mighty cold. You'll freeze your buns off. So I don't know, for those of you that have thin blood, you might want to think about that. Or just pack really warm sweaters and make it work and coats. Okay, then let's move on to Georgia. 
Georgia. This one's really good because it's free. There's no cost free, to free, free. apply for this this visa. The length is for one year, and you have to prove two thousand dollars per month in income. Per month, yeah, okay. Right. And that's their remotely from Georgia program. Yeah, they branded it. Right. Remotely nice. from Georgia. I like that. Well done, Georgia. Good job. Cheap, 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 cheap to live there. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the the lower cost of living countries. I hate to say cheap, affordable, inexpensive, affordable. affordable Your money goes further. Yeah, yes, definitely. And, and as everybody knows, one of, that was one of our big initiatives when we started this whole process was to start in countries with a lower cost of living because it allowed our money to go much much further. So that was a huge advantage when we started traveling, knowing that we were making U.S. dollars in a lower cost of living economy that made our money go much much further. So those are things that people would want to consider. Mm -hmm. uh, the next up is Dubai. They're the new kid, as they mentioned in this article. The new kid on the block just introduced their program this month, October. And it's only $287, but you have to prove that you have $5,000 per month. Yeah, income. so that's another one. Is, was that what was it? Five thousand for Barbados as well. So no, it was fifty thousand for 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 Barbados. So close, almost the same. Right. So it'd so be sixty thousand sure. versus fifty thousand. Still, that's that's you know when you're talking about trying to you know start a potential online business if you're just starting out, that's something that you would right. have to Depending consider. Depending where you're at with this, but for someone else who's already established and and wants to uh, start working. And traveling, that could be perfect. Yeah. So now there's just the other two that are in the process of kind of almost there is Aruba and Croatia. Croatia is the one I think that most people are looking at because of the access to Europe and the entire European Union and Schengen countries and, and having beautiful the yeah, countryside. Thank you, Game of Thrones, right. for introducing the beauty of uh, Croatia. I guess the biggest message here is that the world is moving toward accepting digital nomad visas. And there's going to be only more countries over the course of the next several years. So we're not saying that you know you need to apply and do this today. Just know that over the course of the next few years, if you want to start, you know, building and moving in that direction. These kind yeah, more these and more are countries options. will support this. Yeah, because for us, the uh, when we were in Mexico, we had to leave Mexico and come back in order to reset the visa clock. So uh, whenever you leave Mexico, you get another 180 days. So that was one of the advantages of Mexico was the fact that it was for 180 days for U.S. citizens, where most countries that we've been to has been 90-day max that's tourist that, visa. Right, that's typical. So we're always, bound, we, which we've talked about, we're always kind of bouncing through, you know, never, right. never, for the most part, extending that tourist visa. So, so if somebody lets you, lets you land and be somewhere for an right. entire year, which is a nice chunk of time. Yeah, so for that people who well. might not want to stay or move as quickly as we are, knowing that there are countries that have uh, one-year visas, and I think not all of them, but I think most of them allow you to extend it. You know, oh, right. That's interesting. So that mm -hmm. would be something I would encourage people to research and check out a little bit it. more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. to do it. Or, you know, maybe you just go to the countries that offer that, you know. And I would say that as they get more uh, prevalent throughout the world, the costs may come down. But I think ultimately what these countries are doing is they're trying to make it an attractive option for people but they don't want people coming and living off of their system. So they have to know that's the reason for the minimum uh, requirement income is that they're making money. They have established income 
and they're going to be contributing right. those dollars that to their structure economy. around it. Mm-hmm. That makes Which sense. Which makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's fair. It gives you the opportunity to travel and it gives them the opportunity to generate revenue for their economy. Yeah. No, I thought that was that was really awesome. Uh, finding this information and uh, realizing, you know, where this is going. Like you said, it's just going to build in yeah, the coming so, months and years. You know, the digital nomad thing is something that we've heard over and you know, over and over again for quite a while now. It's probably been five to 10 years that you've heard the term digital nomad. Then the location independent and work from anywhere are starting to to become more and more commonplace in, in the, the vernacular for people who are doing a travel uh, work lifestyle. And I just see, based on the things that have happened over the course of the last several months, the world moving more towards this. And more companies are realizing the value and the the, the cost savings by not having people in offices where uh, the rents are high for these businesses. So if they can reduce their overhead by having their employees work remotely, that's a win. That's a win for them, and it's a win for the employee because they can be anywhere in the world to do their job. That's right. And as long as they're accessible. Yes. Oh, well, of course. That right. goes so that, saying. You know, that's something where you have well, to... time zone. I was just thinking as well. Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant mm-hmm. for being accessible because we're used to now that we're in the UK of working until 10 o'clock at night if necessary, you know, based on the needs of our clients. Me, even later, I've been on calls as late as, you know, midnight, one, one two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay because that's part of the territory right. goes with this. it. Yeah. yeah. I signed there's, up for there's, this. There's a lot of perks for doing this the way I we're need doing to it. to be accessible and right. I'm okay with that. Well, so the bottom line is that we're flexible with our time and, and, you know, but we do need to be aware of the fact that our businesses are working until five, six o'clock at night, East coast time or West coast even later, which means 10 o'clock at night for us. And sometimes I'm on calls as late as 1230 in the morning. So yeah, we're we're that's something that you know. No matter where you go, when you're planning to do a uh, travel lifestyle, that would be a significant consideration is accessibility to the people that you are responsible for working. To be considered, yeah, different for everyone for sure. So that that that's pretty much what we wanted to cover, yeah, just to kind of point people to the idea that this is something that is available and something that you can consider and should consider if you're open minded. And we're just peppering information, sharing information to hopefully get people to realize that the pathway to an ongoing lifestyle is definitely something that is doable if you plan for it. Yeah. So another, another shout, another plug for travel off path, travel And then the Facebook page is travel off path community. I think it's a public group. So you don't even have to yeah, answer we'll questions or anything to get into we'll it. Put links to both of those yeah, in great. the show notes. Yeah. Great, great resource. And um, yeah, so hopefully this will give you some food for thought. Uh, you know, you can do a little more digging if any of, of that sounds appealing and just go from there. Yeah. So if you like what you heard, please do us a favor and Give us a five-star rating, leave a comment, share with family and friends, and just basically let people know that there are people out there doing this, and I would like to follow in their footsteps one of these days. So we look forward to sharing more about stuff like this as we learn about it and continually to encourage people to come out and join us on the road. Do it.